Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus. This is Matt, but you may know me as TBD. This Dungeons & Dragons podcast may contain fantasy violence, language, and adult themes. Content warnings can be found in the episode description below. Or above. Zeph, what is a content description? Drew's mustache's voice by Dr. Frank N. Furter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus, the most unprofessional DD podcast you shall ever hear. Because we're talking I get about Rocky Horror Picture Show. I, of course, am your DM, Calvin Piper. And these people that. like, enjoy, and uh, appreciate playing DD with me. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, folks. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Preston. Uh. <laughs> I uh, sometimes spend some time with these folks because they beg me to play this game called Dungeons and Dragons. Little peek behind the curtain, this is Sean playing Preston, playing his character. Sean White. (laughs) (laughs) Shred some Signar. Signar, mate. Um, Besides that, I think... I play with yeah. Shane What happened to Preston? I don't know what's going on. Someone restart the Preston. I'm not doing this. He is broke. Hey guys, it's Preston. Uh, <laughs> I play Lucius Kane as my warlock. Question mark? No, he's a warlock still. Unless. Alright, next. Uh, I am Matt, uh, the Asian one. I'm back this week. Playing TBD, the gem dragonborn fighter, level 6 now, apparently. How do you do? This is Drew's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you know why, then I will be playing Zeph, the gem dragonborn. Mwah. <laughs> why did you sound like a 50s prison warden? That, that's that's Frank Thank you. So, Thank you for that, Drew. I like it. Uh, hello, I'm Will. I play Glyph Kazidi, the lizard folk artificer, also level six. And at some point, we should probably just <clears throat> release a podcast episode where we bullshit for two hours. That's oh, every yeah, episode. That's in the docket. <laughs> yeah, that's in the docket. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> my name's Michelle. Do you feel seen? <laughs> I play Kenneth, the human ranger, level six. 
I didn't say my level earlier. Um, level six as well. Shut uh, up. <laughs> Preston, not everything's about my new turn anymore. But it is. You can talk whenever you want, Preston. I'm zooming. <laughs> I'm Maddie B, and I play Thulgren Rockrender, the Paladin Dwarf. Depression era Paladin Dwarf. <laughs> Depression? Well, he's Gen Z. I thought you. Depre- you asshole! Oh, that's that's rude. Everyone's- <laughs> yeah, we- that, listen. <laughs> you, you can do that to me. Yeah. Drew saves every little tie off of his bread that he gets. Every single one of them, he has them balled up into a little- a little ball. I even donned my socks! <laughs> you did what? <laughs> I donned them! You donned them? He's convinced- No, darn! Oh, you darned him. Darned him. Oh, yeah. I think it's like it's like like you done armor. Yeah, it's like you done. I have my socks on. I even have socks to put on my feet. I repaired them. You yeah, that's when you like to show them. Scissors and thread. I love you, Drew. At some point, someone's got to break into Drew that his war bonds are worth nothing. While we find the best way to break that tomb, let's go ahead and jump into episode of forty-one. Two. Forty-two. Of the Gutscar Chronicles. <laughs> So the last time we were here, the party had learned uh, some information from Lucius about his patron and the potential to finally set his patron to rest. They were directed to uh, a couple of individuals, most notably the Triplets of Bavella, a group of witches who lived on a mountain uh, at the very top of the Umber Hills, uh, where they potentially held the secrets to the old magic that could unlock uh, this puzzle for Lucius and his people. Uh, after surviving some avalanches and some uh, trepidatious weather, the party arrived at the top of the world, the highest peak in the Umber Hills, and had met with the three witches. After conversing with them and learning that they could indeed uh, sever the tie between uh, warlock and patron, the price for the ritual was announced, and the price was paid by three of the individuals, with Lucius paying one dying breath, Glyph paying a few pinches of luck, and Thulgren paying a measure of talent. And now, with the party standing in a semicircle, holding their hands, looking at the coffin of Lucius' patron, which has been set on the ground, uh, their eyes close, their minds expanding. They begin to feel themselves lifting up. But if you open your eyes, you can feel that you haven't gone anywhere. That you're just kind of floating. And as the world begins to grow dark the strange forest on the top of this mountain fading away. Your eyes open and you can feel yourself drifting, almost as if afloat in a vast open sea. You look down at your body and you can see that there's about a faint kind of whitish outline of you, almost as if you were made of smoke or vapor. 
not your physical form. And as you float, you can see kind of the thin gray line of what looks to be this just ocean that you're basking in. The ends of it stretching endlessly beyond as far as your eye can see. If you look to your left and your right, you can see no one else and nothing else for what seems like an eternity or possibly just a moment. After a while, after an indeterminate amount of time, you begin to feel like something is moving, undulating through this vast gray sea. And then before you see them approach, or while you watch them approach, you can see them now, these giant, massive structures, these jagged pieces of opalescent glass that kind of float around you, near you, away from you. At first, just one or two, now hundreds, now thousands. And as they float by, the closer they get, the more opulent they get, the more you can see this strange vision through them. Murky and and distorted, but almost like looking through a shattered glass into a strange world beyond. And as you float, you hear a voice in your head. To find the bond. Break the memory. And as that voice fades away, one of these structures floats towards you and you begin to feel yourself being pulled towards it. The image behind it, a vast dark green dotted with some blue and other strange colors. You get closer and closer and closer. You feel your form press against it. You feel yourself slip through it like water slipping through cracks in stone. And as your eyes open, you find yourself floating down and coming to rest in a vast green field. It's a valley set between some foothills and mountains off to either side. You're in a land you don't recognize. Blue skies above, birds circling above. A forest stretches behind you, a trail, a well-traveled trail sets in front of you. And winding down this trail in this valley, you can see a keep, a castle set in the valley. Uh, it's a beautiful castle, to be sure, but it is uh, looks older, a little more dilapidated. And as you sit there and look at this structure in this place, not really sure what to make of it, you hear the sounds of individuals talking, footsteps falling behind you. You turn around and you can see what looks to be about six individuals walking down the path, all of them joking and talking, having a lively conversation. You can see... A, all of them different species, different coming from various forms and life, and all of them walking down the path, having uh, it seems to be smaller conversations, joking, laughing, talking about something. And as they pass by, two of them catch your eye of importance. One is tallest of them all, a red dragon. Red dragonborn. His uh, metallic scales kind of gleaming in the bright midday sun. 
his robes of arcane nature uh, with these strange runes kind of etched into the fabrics, uh, deep blue and black uh, colorations kind of flowing behind him. A little dusty and road-worn, to be sure, but still very well-maintained. The other is an elven individual. Their long, uh, platinum-white hair uh, bundled up into a bun behind uh, their head, uh, a few strings of hair kind of stringing out as they, again, look a little road-weary, but seem to be keeping in good spirits. They wear simple traveler's cloaks. They wear a little bit of, they wear a, a cloak and a hood and strapped to one of their uh, travel bags, you can see a book, uh, an old book, a tome of some kind, with loose papers kind of sticking out of it, and uh, some runes imprinted on the side, uh, and a small wand tucked into the other side of the belt. As these two are conversing, you can hear uh, one of them, the Dragonborn, begins to speak. Uh, he's... Well, seems like we have found the keep. Now we must find uh, the nobleman and extract him before the dragon returns. You can see the elven individual kind of standing there looking at the place, kind of breathing, the hands on their hips, kind of squinting in the sun, their green eyes kind of shining in the light. Looks over. Roga, do you believe we can do this? I mean, none of us have ever met a dragon before, much less snuck past one without causing undue attention to ourselves. I'm I'm not sure of our skills. Uh, The dragonborn smiles. Don't worry, Eliandris. If anybody can do it, it's this ragged lot. And he gestures to the other individuals who are all seeming to have a conversation, a little bit of a squabble breaking out, but uh, easily making up as they all begin to set forward towards this area and all begin to make a little stop and a little camp just on the other side of this uh, valley overlooking this large castle. And begin to have a conversation for far enough away that you can't hear it. It's at this point that you can hear a voice again. <clears throat> the voice of one of the uh, witches speaking. The memory of a bygone age... An adventurer from many centuries ago. And as that voice fades, you can see the conversation happening. The sounds begin to become clearer. The image is a little bit sharper. And now you're all here. In your forms. At least, you feel like you are. But you find yourselves, all of you, standing in the field. Not but 60 feet away from... This group who are now uh, bending down, one of them bending down, digging in the dirt, beginning to explain some sort of a strategy uh, about this castle. Uh, can I do something? You're here now. Yep. Uh, I would like to... The monologue, the spell ca- the monologue spell that was cast is now faded. You are now in your uh, capacities. Uh, I think, uh, I think <clears throat> Lucius tries to go towards, uh, after hearing Eliandris, mm-hmm. I think uh, Lucius goes up to... Uh, Tries to get closest between him and the elf. Sure. And like, well, even saying his name is like, Yeah. Faraya! Uh, you begin to walk up there and uh, shout out the name. Yeah. Uh, no one pays you any mind. Going crazy. <laughs> Start waving violently. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing. Um, as you're uh, kind of waving around uh, a small, what looks to be some sort of a fruit tree nearby, there is a, looks to be this small kind of. 
uh, almost like a cross between a squirrel and a bird kind of a thing, like a feathered like Squirt. rodent, uh, is perched on the tree, slowly chewing on something as you're kind of flailing around nearby it. And as you, as it catches your attention, you look up at it, and you can see the gleam of its yellow eyes as it looks at you, and you hear a voice in your head again. <clears throat> this is but a memory. You cannot interact with it directly, lest you mar what is remembered. Luke just puts his hands up. Did all of us hear that? Or yeah. That, okay, okay, okay. It's it's assumed that everything that happens you are aware of, because it's, again, you, are, you feel physically here, but because this is happening... Simultaneously, it's a weird it's kind of like, like the pensive in Harry Potter. Yes, okay, okay. very yes. Hey, but did any of you hear it, the voice earlier say that to break the bond we had to break the memory? Find the bond. Uh, to find to... the bond, you have to break the memory. Yeah, I heard that. How do you I break mean, the memory? I mean, let's get to breaking. But I think it might. Uh, so yeah, do we want to break the memory? I think it might uh, be wise to exercise a little bit of tit. Yeah, so how do we mess around in someone's uh, subconscious right now? I don't. I don't think we do anything until you know we feel like we should. The time is right. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. You know, mess I'm not up expecting anything. like a green exclamation point to pop up. Yeah, but, but like, I feel like we'll kind of know it when we see it. Yeah, for sure. So. Keep a lookout to mess something up. Hey, squirrel bird. Squirrel. His name's Squawk, mate. Hey, Squawk. Squawks. Uh, you see the the creature with its bright yellow eyes is regarding all of you, just kind of looking. Just it seems to just its attention readily on each and every one of you. What happens if we tamper with the memory? You may try. Okay. Is she just waiting? Like, we don't feel like we should. Are they just watching us at this point? What's that? Is there anything happening? Well, like, we the group is, is currently is having the the group is currently having a conversation right now. Okay. They're all there. It's almost like uh, so. One of them, what well, you can see, it looks to be this uh, this long feet, this long and lanky feline creature with bright orange uh, fur is kneeling on the ground, drawing with a small stick, uh, and the rest of them are all kind of gathered in like a half circle, looking down as this creature is uh, gesticulating wildly and like pointing to the drawing on the ground. So uh, you're a little bit far away; you can hear the voices, but not enough to clearly make what's going on. Uh, but that's kind of where you're positioned at this point. Right. Right. All right, hey mate, hmm? sit rep. What? This is your journey. What? What are we doing here? So we're all on the same. Page. Um, let's just watch, and then if if any if I feel like we have to do anything, I'll yell out to you guys or something like. Okay. Like I'll try to I'll keep you guys updated. Yep. Because I I don't want to do anything. I would appreciate if you guys didn't go out your way to do anything too crazy here. Do you, Do you know I mean, if one of them is Farah? Yeah, Mr. Elf. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know their first name because we're cool. We're oh, like best friends or something. So. I realize you too. Yeah, yeah no, his first he, name. He, he looks great. He looks great. What's he looks great. What's what? his name? Eliandris. Fairai. Eliandris Fairai. Uh huh. I w- would, I would believe that his middle name starts with an L. Oh my God, Eliandris oh, called Lord Fairai. Eliandris Lord Fairai. Yeah, because yeah. he's a Okay, I hear you. That's yeah. fine. That's, I mean, that sounds pretty yeah, yeah, no, mate, uh, I don't really have any intention of touching anything that you don't want me to because it's not really... Yep, hands off. You know, it's kind of your thing. Okay. I appreciate it, guys. We're your pit crew, mate. You're the NASCAR driver. What? Exactly. <laughs> Long live three. 
My nose starts bleeding. Ain't, ain't ever gonna die as long as he's in our. Wait, are you me? There's oh, a rumble. In the, there's a rumble in the planes as reality begins to tear and rend. Well, yeah. that's not our big. Big. I ripped the memory. In the planes, it's fucking our horror. What's the main character's name from Tully Dega? Oh, like, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> my next character's gonna be Ricky Bobby. What would Baby Jesus do? Well, probably cry about it. Yep. Okay. So you guys are just I, observing? I just want to observe okay. yeah, for now. Um, as, as you guys settle in to kind of uh, observe what's going on, you can hear uh, the tabaxi stands uh, straightens up um, and kind of uh, holds their arms up. And you hear them. You hear them finish what was a very, probably very impassioned, impassionate speech. Uh, and they go, "Well, what do you think?" And uh, you see this uh, dwarven individual kind of scratches his uh, dark beard. I don't know, Tenthrides. Seems like a risky business. I'd say, I don't. We just burst through the front door. You say the dragon's not here. We take the nobleman. We run like hell. And you see the tabaxi kind of turns and looks at the dwarf and goes, Because we know you don't run. And the dwarf is like, Well, I hold on a second as he like steps forward and uh, you see the last individual, uh, look, a very tall, uh, full plate armor, I haven't seen their face yet, uh, holds out their gauntleted hand and stops the dwarf. And you hear just kind of like a tinny voice underneath <laughs> his, uh, as they say, uh, Peace, O'Brien. And he steps back, he's grumbling, he's mumbling at the... Uh, Roderick, uh, the... Sorry. The Dragonborn steps for Rogar Rogar. and says, Gentlemen, now, this is our first true adventure. It's the first time we have been tasked to work together under one banner to succeed on this task. I hope this dude gets torched. Oh, Jesus. Dragon, dragon's, uh, dragon's a pretty bad first adventure. He, he's monologuing. Uh, it's called exposition, you stupid. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the dragon. They're like, hey, let's do this. And the dragonborn no. is like, oh, gosh, I am convinced that as long as we band together, don't lose heart, and stick to the plan as they turn their eye to the dwarf who kind of like raises What? And Brogar nods. We will be victorious. Now... You know your rules. Let's get to it. And they all kind of nod and begin to make their way down the trail. Uh, the elf, Aleandra, stands up and kind of brushes their pants off against the walk. And you can see Rogar puts an arm out and stops them. And they both kind of stand there for a moment. A little bit of a pause. And Rogar goes, If this is too much for you, Aleandris, I understand. No. No, Rogar. I will be fine. I only say this because I, I, I care that you, I, I understand. Thank you. Um, you have taught me well, and uh, <laughs> uh, what, what better teacher than experience? Just uh, don't die, please. I'll do my best. As they both kind of turn and walk down the trail. There's a few moments pause as you all kind of stand there and you hear the sounds of just the, the nature around you and the birds and the receding footsteps of all of them as they go and pigeons yes um, as all of a sudden uh, you hear the sounds of rustling in the bushes after they leave 
and you see uh, popping up out of the bushes, covered in uh, misshapen twigs and leaves with like mud smeared across their faces, a band of what looks to be about eight to ten goblins all kind of poke their heads up uh, and begin to uh, garble and uh, shriek at each other. Uh, okay, I appreciate the foley in the background. But I'm trying to help you guys along the story here. Like, yeah, we are. We're feeling, we're feeling really good about that. I appreciate it. Why does he sound like the wild thornberries? Because it's the only thing. Because apparently they want to stereotype goblins. <laughs> Yeah. But if you have to yeah. picture oh. a goblin, picture the green kid from the kid from Althorn Brain, just green. Um, <laughs> so, uh, does anyone here speak goblin? Goblin. Well, funny you should Throw say away. that. Is I do actually. Like do you no, speak yeah. goblin? Yeah, I really do. No, okay. Wait, wait. Didn't you have an extra, didn't you have an extra language yeah, or something? And I, and I remember, like, does, did we talk about that? Yeah. And I was like, just take goblin because it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I think I they no, think that's what not. happened. I think I think that's what happened. That's a stuff on that. Um, like, okay, funny so as, as they're all shrieking and uh, garbling at each other, Kenneth, you can understand them. Uh, and what's translated is roughly something like this: Oi, you know what he said? Yeah, they better go steal the noble from the dragon. Well, we can't have that. Well, the dragon's not here. Oh no, you guys. Uh, Go distract them, set some traps or something, and uh, we'll go alert the dragon. Uh, that way, he can come and burn them all before they take his prisoner. Good idea. Uh, let's go and move. And I will relay this to the party, and more specifically, Lucius. Okay. Lucius is like, I don't know. Like, I can't. We can't talk to the people. We can't help them. It's a memory, right? So. I guess so are we just along for the ride? I suppose I, I we can't really foil this I assume that we're along for the for the ride. I don't. Uh, there is a faint uh, sigh, a heavy sigh, but exasperated uh, from the strange little uh, rat bird that is yeah. sitting in the tree as it so just stares wide-eyed as at you. these goblins start moving away yeah. Zeph says into the mind of one of them uh-huh. turn around <laughs> the goblin stops spins around whoa yes yes Oh, yeah, uh, totally. As, uh, as it spins around uh, where are you standing relative to it out of curiosity um I don't know. Uh, behind a bush. So, like, it's visible, visible to you? <clears throat> I can see it. Yeah, like a head over bush. Like I, head I'm over guessing we're kind of, like, in the brush watching this happen on the road. Uh, yeah, ish. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, visible. My okay. head's sticking up. So, your head's, so, as it spins around, it stops, and you hear it begin to, like, garble something to itself. Uh, Kenneth, you hear it go, the hell did another dragonborn come from? Uh... And it just kind of looks at you for a second, and then slowly like raises its hands. <laughs> Whoa! I can see you. No, stop! Right there! No! 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 You don't want to do that! Wait. I'll kill you! No! If you, uh, I'm using it with Dylan. Uh, do I see this? All right, yeah. no, I, I, I cast such a blast at it. <laughs> Go ahead and roll an attack. <laughs> Oh, roll attack? Yeah, you gotta yeah, roll no, to hit it, dude. My bad, my bad, cowboy. My dumbass was told not to fuck <laughs> shit up. I, I, yeah. I'm just standing there. No, I. You're right, bro. Sometimes I'm a hypocrite. Eighteen. 
I've seen definitely hits a it's goblin. goblin yeah. yeah. I'm not informing dread, so I don't get extra damage. <laughs> oh, thank seven, goodness. Seven force damage. Uh, as you hold your hand out, you feel the the temperature around you begin to materialize and form around your hand as you fire the Eldritch Blast uh, energy. Strangely distant from you. Not like... You're not feeling it the way you normally do. It's, it's like almost channel through me. It's like almost like yeah, almost like starting from where you where you conjure it. Um, but as that happens, like you can, you become very aware of your surroundings, like uh, of like, like the the air. Like yeah. it becomes very very vibrant um, as you fire the shot and it hits the goblin. And he falls to the ground. His arrow shoots wide. Um, as that happens, it shrieks out. You see two more turn around, uh, and you 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 hear. Oh, there's two of them now. So I need. You too. Yes. To go ahead uh, and roll. Bro, let's initiative. watch some goblins, bro. <clears throat> let's watch I need you goblins. to go roll initiative, and yeah. uh, anybody else who's Who wants to? preparing yeah, to. Yeah, everyone just go and roll initiative because yeah, I feel like yeah, you're all wants to be part of this. this. Yeah. Let's kill some freaking goblins, friends. Uh, oh damn! Some goblin okay. friends? No, we're not. They're not friends with goblins. It's a good roll. Oh, 22. Um, in here, are we to consider ourselves as having had a long rest since the last thing we did? Well done, Given what? that it seems to be extra healed? planar, I don't, I don't know. Um, had you done anything? Because you had rested before you got to the you top of the sure world. Rested. Be sure rested before we got to the top. rested, yeah. Yeah, I, I was missing a lot of spells and stuff. Still am. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. Oh, Let's... Wait. Sure. For the sake of this... Because, wait, what were you saying? What were you going to say? Nothing. I want you to keep talking. I don't, I'm not going to stick I will say for the sake of this, because this is not you, this is a projection, this is of, a projection you. of you. Go ahead and go ahead and just uh, long rest your, yourselves to give Thank you guys you. back to a fresh start here. Oh, so. Appreciate it. Because it's an ass projection of you. Ass projection. Yeah. Which becomes um, a way of the actual self. Okay, so... Gremlins? Gremlins? Okay. Uh, 25 to 20. 24. 24. I got a net 20. 22. 24. TBD. 20 to 15. 19. 19 for Zeph. Nobody else? 14. I cannot believe I got a good initiative. For once, against goblins. Against goblins. They're super goblins. 13, 4, 4. I got a memory. I'm at 9. Sorry. Sorry. Where were you? Yeah. Okay. I got 19. No questions. Okay. That's how old I am. Alright, so, top of the round. Kenneth, you're up. Let's go. Oh, we're going to shoot goblins? I love that shit. More like Kenneth. We're going to shoot them, dude. Uh, use my bonus action to do Slayer's Prey so within 60 feet I get a uh, extra d6 worth of damage on mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, I'm cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to shriek at them and gobble at and say 
What's that turn into? Your kneecaps are ours. <laughs> As you utter the uh, very common goblin curse uh, to these go- oh. to them. Um, as you utter it, you, uh, you as well uh, begin to feel the world around you becomes very materialized as you now are aware of the air, the temperature, oh, no, the smells and stuff. The world. Dang. Um, as you, uh, yeah, and they, uh, you can see the two that yelled at those two now turn around and see you and they're like, quick! And you hear them shout out and the rest of the goblins are now turning their attention. They, it seems their plans are all shot to shit at this point. So. Yeah, okay. All right, first attack is going to be 17 to hit. 17 hits. Perfect. Nice. I love that. Second attack is another 17 to hit. Sure, Close both hit. Um, so, d12 for the first one. Oh. oh my gosh, the first one is 15, uh, 17 points of damage for the first hit. Uh-huh. Uh, second hit is... Bro, these are goblins. I think it's already misted, bro. Is, uh, nine point. points of damage. Yeah, you fire two, uh, bows, you fire two arrows, two bows, just throw two, two bows. Two bows with your arrows. Yeah. Uh, I was using the musket. Impressive. Oh, damn. Okay, Hell so you yeah. fire two shots, uh, from your, uh, <gasps> musket and, uh, kill shot. Yes, so you basically, uh, gosh, take out one of the goblins <laughs> with two shots easily, uh, as it just goes flying. Its body, uh, very, um, very stunt double in movie style, like getting pulled by a string back into the forest, gone. Is it a Tarantino movie's worth of blood or a normal movie's worth of blood? No, Tarantino style. Nice. Just, just if you had like, a, it's like you had a five pound bag of like egg yolk that you just like plastic bag of egg yolk and just hit it and just, just exploded everywhere. It's great. Um, hey, hold on a second. Nope, holding on no more seconds. All right, that's fine. I think uh, Sam has a. Also has a turn, but I don't know. I, I uh, you use mind. your bonus action to cast yeah, Slayer's yeah. Prey, yeah, so yeah. Sam is taking the dodge action right now. He's chilling. Which, the best. Uh, for him, is uh, pushing his front feet out as far as he can and kind of wiggling. Stretch. Oh, boy's ready that's, to that, That's the dodge, so yeah. he's, ready, he's ready to duck and dodge out of the way. Um, okay, ending Kenneth's turn, it is new. TBD followed by Zeph. Uh, TBD seeing oh. this... Is the goblin that shot at Zeph still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. Seeing that happen boy. by like peering around him. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, ah, man. Dang it, Zeph. So I jump over him <laughs> yep. and attack with my uh, glaive of wind. Easily covering the ground uh, in between them, you rush over and attack with your wind glaive. Yeah. Go and roll for your attack. So, oh, don't like that. Ten... Ten does not hit. Uh, they've got they got little pieces of leather and armor. Uh, so you hit you hit and cause it to like knock over two feet, like and it like rolls over and pops back up. Uh, but it uh, does not look like you hurt it. I'm gonna use my second attack to try again. Oh, of course you may. Bless. Okay, nope. Even worse. Same exact exact roll. You hit it again on the backswing and cause it to roll the other way and it pops back up Um, and just looks uh, a little perturbed. (laughs) You just pop an action search to get that little shit. Can I do that? You can, but I don't know if you should. It's up to you. You have action search, my dude. Even though I didn't land, can I still do my bonus attack? Uh, I believe that. Attack option with a glaive. You can use a bonus action. No, you can just do it. Yeah, bonus action. Okay. It's like. (laughs) So I try to hit with the end of the other. Other end of the glaive. Swing with the other end of the glaive. This is double sided glaive because it's that cool. Uh, So that's just. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Okay, 23. 23 definitely hits. Let's go. 
murder him. Uh, nice. Six points. Six points. Hold on. He, t- he took a total of 13. Okay. From, yep. from me and you. Oh. Yep. All right. So you swing both times with the wide blade of the axe, just knocking around. You spin around with a short, kind of like daggerish point on the other end and stab it I right through the, the foot. And as it pulls on it, and looks at it, you just snarling. Um, okay. End of Run, your turn. Zeph, you're up. Calvin, um, can you make that clicking noise, I think it was, that velociraptors made in Jurassic Park when they were like. Communicating through bushes and stuff. The clicking one? Yeah, wasn't it like a. It's kind of doing it. You're yeah, make it loud. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, I, the only one I can think of is like the like the caw noise they made. Or the clickers from the last Okay, do that one then. The. That yeah. one. Okay, cool. guess what? <laughs> That's, that's what everyone hears. Oh, okay. Wait, is that within your... Oh my Are you god. turning into a raptor? Dude, please, yes. yes. Oh my god. But I'm he can. to come up with a different name for it because he's never seen a raptor. This is a fantasy world. It's a... Uh... Raptors exist. Okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, they everyone, right? okay. everyone around within earshot hears... What was that? Before the bushes that were once hiding Zeph completely part and a pearlescent velociraptor comes flying so fast like speedy I'm sorry. wait is it a pearlociraptor? yes it is yeah, a okay. I have a different question though okay. is it like accurate to the real world velociraptor like are you size of the size of a golden retriever or are you no, a this Jurassic, is a Jurassic Park, Park. Oh, okay, okay. no 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 so feathers you're a velociraptor. I think it would have been cooler if you just like cast that and turned in thought you were turning into a raptor and you actually just turned into ice cube you're like a chicken Whoa, oh, a raptor <laughs> oh man Straight out of misunderstood what it was um, okay. A pearlescent ice cube appears before yeah. <laughs> Medium sized beast. A pearlescent Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah, about five feet tall? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Shum- Shum- um, yeah. And he comes comes tearing out straight for the, the <laughs> nearest uh, goblin. Yep. Or, were we saying they're gremlins? The nearest gremlin. Goblin. goblin. Are you going to do that two footed jump stomp on the chest and yeah. face bite? Yeah, that's that's the first that's the first attack. They've got one move and it works really well. Just claws, claws. Right, go ahead and roll your attack. Natural twenty. Oh, oh shit! Oh. It's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff is so excited about yeah. being a velociraptor. He's having a great time. <laughs> You're living your best life. Yeah. What's your damage on that one, buddy? Um, that would be D twelve. Two D eight plus three. Damn! Jesus. That's some good. That's some good shit. Um, and that freaking druids band, they're like, I'll just conjure a creature that's so much better than I'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, hey, sometimes you wake up that's, not a velociraptor and you just lost. Still yes. Eleven. Eleven, yeah. But I also need. Okay. You're right. <laughs> him to succeed a DC fourteen strength saving throw, uh, which it automatically fails. Okay. Because he's dead. Because he's, he's dead. dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna roll. Yeah, you two foot plant into its chest. Into the ground, Jesus. and the growl that it would made was cut abruptly. It looked up at TBD and went as it <laughs> crunched by you. Cool. Is there anyone close enough to bite besides TBD? Uh, no, oh. not right now. Then he gets bit. Uh, you're not discriminatory. <laughs> 
Now he knows who he is. I know you didn't mean it. He's no one can get close enough to with any movement left. You use your move to get out of the bush, so. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So I lose my dang bike. That's all right. Next time. Thanks for letting me turn into a vlog. Absolutely, bro. That was freaking sick. A mean DM would fact check you, but not today. Um, all right, so end of Zeph's turn. It is now the goblins' turns. Uh, the goblins have now all seen you, and the remaining uh, blah, 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 seven uh, are going to go ahead and just like rush you guys, <laughs> just like straight up, just uh, run towards you all. Um, they easily, uh, they easily make it to the uh, the meat of the fight. So wherever uh, Zeph. And uh, to be the R's where they're going to kind of congregate. The rest of you haven't uh, moved Gone in yet, so yet, yeah. um, so they're going to go ahead and move in. However, uh, they're going to go ahead. Uh, three of them are going to go ahead as they pull up short and fire uh, into the bush at you, uh, Kenneth and uh, Lucius, Lucius. As both so, of you so are do we become temporal. Like, I'm going to once we interact with the space. Is that why? Yeah. Matt it seems it, it seems like they are only focused on the people who have done anything right oh, now. Okay, cool. Like we conquer so. as soon as you interact with the world. Um, all right, so they're going to go ahead and fire. Three shots are going out. Yes, sir. First one's at uh, Kenneth. That is a six. Yes. Second attack is a 15 at Kenneth. Miss. Third attack at Lucius. That is a 12. A miss. Just arrows just zing by you guys um, as they go ahead and fire a second volley of arrows. One shot at Lucius, that's a 10. Second shot at Lucius, that's an 18. Third shot at Kenneth, that is a 18 as well. Bro, they hate my ass. They're like, you look like riffraff right now. I think you're like the older young baby. Did you just take Reese's? Peanut butter cup yes. foil and wrap it around your teeth like grills. a grill. Yeah, look how smooth they are. I've been flattening Please don't swallow that. Yeah, yeah I've been hearing it the entire time. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> Nailed it. You are riffraff. All right, so uh, two arrow shots at the both of you. That is Lucius. That is uh, six points of damage to you. Kenneth, that's seven points I, of damage Bro, I, have actually, I actually rolled shit HP, so this actually hurts. Um, okay. Uh, and then the other remaining no, like uh, four are now surrounding uh, the uh, Velociraptor and the Dragonborn. They're going to go ahead and do their attacks. Uh, two of them are going to go ahead and combine their attacks to do what is called a frenzy launch. Yes. So both of them are going to leap on top of, well, they're going to attempt to. Are they going to measure? They're going to, no, they're basically going to jump, uh, use their combined uh, frenzy to jump on top of the creature they're attacking. Uh, so they're going to head and make an attack roll Mega on you. <laughs> uh, first one is going to do, that's an eight to hit. Uh, I don't think that that. Velociraptors don't have the AC of eight. It's 15. 15, you don't oh, okay. 15. <laughs> Dexy as hell, man. Uh, but that is a 16 to hit. <gasps> so the second one will. So the first one leaps on top of you. You spin around wildly, and it knocks it off, and it tumbles to the ground. The second one leaps on top and and does successfully uh, execute his frenzy attack. Uh -huh. So as he jumps on top of you, you immediately feel feel the pinpricks of a small oh. dagger as it sap, 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 begins to stab you violently. Holy shit! Um, Gee. Basically, foregoing their advantage. That's so bloody. Yeah, it's he, they're they're crazy right now. So he's gonna go ahead and do. Bam! It's crazy. Bam. They get <laughs> six, seven, seven points of piercing damage 
as it shanks you uh, yep. rapidly with Damn, its. Damn, these goblins are feisty, so. The, well, when they can use their, when they can work together, yes. By themselves, no. But the power um, of friendship, you can stop power of friendship. Uh, and then two more uh, on TB on TBD. Uh, they're just going to go ahead and flank you with their small swords, and they're going to go ahead and use it, get advantage on their attacks. They're not frenzying. No sleeping on, on you. No sleeping on the goblins. No more. First attack on you with advantage. Taking ice is god awful. Fifteen. Miss. Mm-hmm. Second attack on you with advantage. This die is absolute garbage. The, to- the biggest roll was a nine. So they—it's it's weird. So they're swinging and hitting, but you're blocking and ducking and dodging out of the way. Uh, they're very predictable attacks on these guys. They're not great at what they do. Uh, but that ends their attacks as they are now. Uh, their frenzy is now renewed as you guys have uh, rudely interrupted them on their quest for glory. Uh, Glyph, you're up with Fulgrin on deck. Good. <clears throat> I kind of look at what's happening, uh, and then look at Thulgrim, then look back at what's happening again. I'm like, I mean, it seems like we could just... I felt like maybe we'll let him have a little fun. Yeah, but uh, I, no, but I thought better of it, and I'm just going to pop up and just... Beep, beep, beep. I'm going to shoot a couple times. Drop out of the, so out of the ethereal world and begin to fire your shots. <clears throat> Temporal reassignment. Oh, you hit it, Dresden. No, I didn't. Uh, no, those were bad. That was like a, uh, a 12 and an 11. Uh, the 12 hits. <gasps> a one! Nope. Okay. There we go. Can, can you just... <laughs> Be better? Sorry, we're two hours in and I just rolled a dice. Uh, 13 points of damage. 13. Excellent. Uh, you fire your shot and it shatters the bone and uh, leather armor of one of them as it like ah! like flies falls to the ground just angrily. Is it still uh, alive? Yeah, it's still uh, alive. Damn it! Uh, and I run towards it and use my bonus action to two weapon fight and stab it. Okay. Ooh. Offhand attack. Man, this grill. There's something wrong with this grill. I'm like, Natural oh, 18. Yeah, definitely gonna hit. So that's yeah, because be- it's falling apart with its foil. <laughs> Six more points Here. of damage. What you talking about? Oh, can we get yeah. those uh, when we get a Patreon? We'll send that to somebody. Carve a large gash in its uh, exposed yeah. chest. Uh, it falls <clears throat> to the ground and flails around wildly. Not dead, but pretty damn close. What did you think? 13 and 6, you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's not enough. Um, okay. So, end of his turn. Thulgren, yeah. Alright, I'm just going to start swinging a hammer. So you, so you appear, your feet touch ground, and you rush forward. Um, I'm not gonna be the only one not having. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jumping into the uh, the fray here. Real quick clarification: Uh, I did leave pothole behind. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to bring him into the temporal realm. Temporal realm. First one is twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. Second one is. Yeah, I don't think the automaton came either. It's a uh, fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. Mm-hmm. No, for, for the second. Hit, fourteen. Yes, hits. Yeah. Fourteen yeah. hits. All right. So two hits. Sixteen points of damage for the first one. Dang. And twelve points of damage for the second one. Second one. All right. So with two hits. You uh, drive your hammer into uh, the head of one of these goblins, crunching, basically accordioning this poor thing, uh, rendering it. I want one to go flying. You hear it. 
Uh, it's not making any noise uh, because it's lifeless, as it just kind of. Uh, if anyone's ever played, Call, if anyone's ever played, uh, you've ever played Call of Duty when they call in an airstrike and the body just goes like flopping into the air, just like unrealistically. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, I don't know. That might actually be. It might be. You never know. You know the ball goes uh, off in the right spot. Yeah. Is it like in the two towers where if you zoom in, you see that elf just like waving his arms, landing uh, amongst the urukai after the. <laughs> Wall kind of, yeah. That's okay, kind, of, so kind of the same vibe. Um, okay, so end of Thulgren's turn is now Lucius's turn. Uh, Lucius, how many how many goblins are left? There are now we've we've so decimated like two, so we're now five. Got five. Lucius is gonna be like, okay, come on, coach, and then form of dread. Spectral cowboy hat. <laughs> That's the form of dread. And then I get some really cool sunglasses too. Your hair goes really long, and your hair goes down as your head comes back up. It's a brim. And oh my god, you're right. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. The visor. That's you exactly what happens. The visor from Overwatch. Cassidy from Overwatch. They changed the name. Yeah, they changed the name. Why they changed problematic? Uh, d- d- creators problem. Uh, problematic real does, life stuff. Does Coach's power come from his visor? Oh, Coach's power comes from Lucius. Visor. We don't know where Coach's power comes from. Not Coach's the, power comes from Coach. Not even the DM. Uh, part of the <laughs> cards, probably. I just feel like he needs a visor, man. Bro, that's not cool, man. Oh, I plus six to that. So I was doing it 10 HP. Okay. All right, cool. Plus 13, 10 HP. Okay. Um, Lucius is going to just hold his hand out again. Is Coffin still in the spectral realm? Is the what? Coffin still around? No. Coffin is not around right now. Lucius doesn't know where to focus his stuff, so he's going to be like... Uh, I mean, Coach is going to just... Hold his fingers out like a gun because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a thing to cast it from. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna start. He's gonna say, "All right, your kneecaps, little shits," and they start. <laughs> yep, and firing from the world around you, the Eldritch Blast uh, launches. Go ahead and roll your attacks. I gotta look. I gotta look at what I what I do. All right, all right. That's a that's a twenty to hit. Yep, that's gonna hit. I'm gonna roll for a sec- uh, second attack. Uh, 27. 27 so, hits, yep. Uh, plus, since I'm in form of dread, I'm gonna... Wait, I'm, I'm coaching now. Put since, since I'm in a form of dread, I'm gonna shoot these little shits with extra D10 of necrotic yep. damage. absolutely. Paul? Right. Hit him for, uh, 10 necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. And they have to make a wisdom save if they're alive. You got this. So, 10 total damage? 10 total, uh, okay. yeah, 10 total damage. Wisdom saving throw. Yeah, DC 17. Uh, that is a 14. He's, they're frightened of me. Of course they are. <laughs> I'm just like, cool, you can't run. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do damage to the same guy. Yep, yeah, alright. Uh, that is 10 points? Yeah, that's another 10 points. Oh, you blast in it. Uh, it, it. The fear evaporates as the body evaporates. Uh, it's gone. No, his knees are gone. <laughs> the whole body's gone. Oh, it's a tiny little goblin. Oh my gosh! Everything's gone. His knees um, are located all right. everywhere. Top of the round, Kenneth, you're up with TBD on deck. Uh, his oh, knees let's are located go. everywhere. Yeah. All Colgren right. sees the coach is back, and he's just like, "I'm on you, yes." I'm trying to think that he just don't like Lucius. He's like coach. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna switch over bonus action. Switch over that. That thing oh, yeah. that Absolutely. I did the last time. Uh-huh. Where did I, what's the, the name Slayer's of it? The Slayer's thing? That's the one. Uh-huh. Slayer's Prey. The extra D6 thing and just transfer it over to another one. Um, mm-hmm. First one, 17 plus 9 to hit. So yeah. that one will hit. 
Um, I'll the, hit. The other one's a nat 19. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're a champion mm -hmm. fighter. Mm -hmm. You seem really bored about how well you're playing right now. No, I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to move it along. That's all. Great, great radio. Great radio, Michelle. I no, shot the dead air with your sadness, uh, Michelle. So the first one is 12 points of damage. Uh-huh. The second is nine points of damage. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, do. two more shots. Another one, block a block. Another one gone. Block a block. Uh, another uh, one extra, gone. extra bonus action. Will scratch is the same because it's right. so good. Doing, doing just great, vibing. Sam. Yeah. Just vibing. All right, TBD, you're up. So I forgot with my new level six thing. Yeah. I have uh, attack of opportunity when they get within ten feet of me. Okay. Weren't we surrounded okay. at one point? You still are. There's still, still two are. around. One is currently on the back of uh, Zeph stabbing him violently, and another <laughs> one is at your feet. Uh, the one that you did not knock with your uh, mm -hmm. polearm uh, and is still there. Still alive? Yep. Okay. So, nah, forget that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to uh, use my glaive again okay. on yeah. the one that's at my feet. Easy yeah, enough to do. Glove of wind. Love it. That's a glove of wind. Wow, okay. I think that's a nap one. If it says one on it. <laughs> nap one? So that one's true. Fails. You're a real tool sometimes. Uh, yeah, so you swing. At, as you like reel back to swing, the goblin looks at you and goes, it's, It says something to you, you can't hear it. Kenneth, you hear it go, She's gonna try it again! As it swings, it goes, and jumps underneath you, uh, and you nick. Uh, Zeph as he's like spinning around trying to bite uh, this little goblin for two damage. Mm. Uh, Sorry, still getting used to this. Make it make an <laughs> in, injured uh, uh, Velociraptor sound. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a Velociraptor is. Ow! Ah! Ah! Oh, that stings! <laughs> Ooh! You're getting stabbed. <laughs> You're getting stabbed meanwhile. Um, like, this cut my ankle. <laughs> if you let me use another dice and not use what I rolled on here for my second attack, I'll do. Are you. Roll with, roll with your heart, man. Roll yeah, with your rolling, yeah. dude. There we go. Okay. His heart. Uh, 18. 18 hits. Nice. Nothing else. Roll with working. the slow beat of your heart, dude. Uh, Too fast. Then... Wait. Oh. Uh, 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, you hit it. Uh, you, as it, you swing, it jumps over. Uh, you uh, hurt your poor friend. Uh, as it's laughing, you turn on the backswing and cleave its head from its shoulders. <laughs> as it goes... <laughs> and just kind of bubbles there for a moment. Yep. The and Then the body just rolls and... Just you ever play Shadow of War? It's like one of the... Yes. Just... <laughs> Yep. Uh, okay. And out of frustration for missing him so many times, I'm mm -hmm. going to use a bonus action to infuse the glaive with violence. I don't know, acid violence. Damage, I guess. It's already okay. used with violence, bro. I think that's it. How many goblins are left? Like, right. Unless uh, I can bonus two. attack another two. creature. There is one more on top of Zeph's back. Get him, Zeph. Okay, so I can bonus attack <clears> You certainly can. Go oh, ahead and do no. so. Good to bonk. Did you do your stuff with something too? That would. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh wait, sorry. That would be a second bonus attack. Never mind. My one bonus. Oh, because you infused. Yep. Ignore that. Ignore it. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> a good roll though. 
Alrighty then. Here we go. Uh, end of TVD's turn. It's now the two more goblins' turns. The goblins are going to do what goblins do in this situation, rally together and fight to the death. No! They're going to try to run away. The one that shot the arrow is the farthest away from any of you, so it's going to go ahead and take its full turn to get the hell out of there. So that's like 60 Um, 90 feet. It's going to, it's going to uh, dash. Do they have, like, do they have so 20, 20, do they, actually, do they have 25? Yeah, do they have 25 uh, They do have 25 feet, so, so 75 feet. 75 feet? Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. So you're, just... you're gauging. I know you are. I know what you're doing. Uh, the other one is going to see it's uh, the Friendly. peril that it's in. Uh, for a moment, gets the brilliant idea to try to hit uh, on Zeph. Yeah. Zeph does nothing. It goes... Yeah, with a shot, hops down and <laughs> tries to run away, uh, giving giving both <clears throat> yeah giving both Zeph and Glyph uh, or Zeph and TBD uh, attacks opportunity. Zeph just just puts his head his mouth down over the try to in- okay yeah go ahead and roll your attack. Hey Matt, congrats! Uh, as a reptile, you also are now confused for Glyph. Welcome to the team. and um, I'm going to do it with advantage because it's pack tactics. You all look the same. Yeah. No, we don't. 15 hits. You really don't. 15 hits. You really don't. And bite is. This one's pro-less. 2d6 plus 3. Yep. 7. 7 total? 9. Sorry. 9 points total. Okay. All right. So 9 points of damage. Uh, TBD, you have to roll for an attack. Another nat 1. Oh. I hit him again. Oh. Uh, no, this time you just buried into the ground next to it and have trouble getting it out. Yeah. Uh, as it gets bit, uh, spinning away, its arm bleeding now from the bite uh, from Zeph as it begins to just like run as fast as it can. Hey, 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 as it runs uh, into the forest as fast as the legs can carry it. I believe I'm up um, next. Oh, wait. Should I use the e- No. Gl- wait. There it is. Oh, it was your turn. I did not no, realize no, that I the thought, goblins were... I, okay, yeah, it's your turn. Sorry. Yes, Zeph, your turn. So, uh... Yeah, Zeph is got to stand there, like, licking his chops a little bit, like... <laughs> and then see see the goblin has made it. How far? Uh, Let's see. Jump down, run, dash. So, 50 feet. Yeah. Which is exactly my movement. Of course it is. Uh, so, well, no, actually, I think it's 60, but still, I got a little. little You're fine. Hustle, so he's bro. just going to zip right up behind him. So where, whereas he kind of runs in a little bit of a serpentine uh-huh. pattern, you just, just beeline for him. Yeah, yep. and then, you know, a nice big jump right yep. at the end, and then mm-hmm. claw attack as I land on him. Uh, of course. Go and roll your attack. Zeph's hungry. Mm, for blood. Boo. Uh, with advantage because it is uh, a scared little gro- uh, goblin, and I like you, this idea. Okay. That works for me, and that is a 12. 12 hits. Oh, good. Oof. Okay, you do not have a lot of armor. 28 plus 3. Oh, 5. Uh, five points of damage. Yeah, so you very easily uh, land on top of it after biting it and uh, end its poor little life. Um, nom, nom, nom. Oh, good. Um, um, can nom, I nom. T- take my last attack to um, D- devour it? Bite. Yeah. Yeah, you bite, bite it. Bite off something. Yeah, you bite like it. Like an arm. Oh, bite yeah. it off. Oh, okay. <clears throat> can the head fit down my gullet? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Dude, he does that. He just like. Sure. 
rips the head off and then, then alligator, to- alligator style just like, yep. oh, alligator oh, style just oh, yep. lets it just roll down throws it back yep you don't even chew it looks no, like, a, like an no, alligator does no. he bites it and just kind of throws it back yeah yeah I like that. My gut biome is very productive. Very Have you ever watched Cliff and Zeph eat? Yeah. Because it's just a <laughs> that's, lot that's of just that. just how they eat. I, I, think, uh, I think Lucia spends most of his time actually just watching you two eat, because he doesn't need to. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like, just uh, really interesting. That okay. was the origin of why you stopped eating, was you were just like, <laughs> I'm actually not hungry anymore. I'm not good at it. Glim, you are good. up. Uh, one do you want to try to take the scalpel down or let him go? Oh, uh, yeah, probably shoot him. Oh, that's a good one. Natural 20 on one and a yeah. 14 on the other. Yeah, both hit. Did that 20 first. So I'll go ahead and do these two D10s. That's uh, seven plus mm-hmm. six, 13. 13 points of damage, yep. Plus another uh, 15. Isn't that some bitch? 28. Yeah. He, how, how do you do this, man? Easily. Kneecaps. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I shoot him twice. So, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I tried to uh, catch him in the right moment of his serpentine. Yep. So as to shoot the outside of one kneecap going through and hitting the inside of the other. And as he goes to knee, uh, I try to go ear to ear. Easily enough. Uh, Yeah. Easily. No, there was nothing easily about that. For Glyph? Yes. For you? Yeah. Nothing but he works. It just takes a moment of just. Knees <laughs> Fire the first shot. It hits, stumbles, falls to the ground slowly, like brings itself back up. Oh, dude, Second shot rings in. out. Body drops. <laughs> and a quiet falls over the oh gosh, the field. I can as, be a sniper. I can hold my breath for 15 minutes. Uh, all of you. Oh, yeah, you'd be great. As all of you. Um, Cliff needs a sniper. Uh, bring this little skirmish to an end. Are we supposed to do that? Yeah, hi. Uh, I don't know. I'm really I, wondering about the repercussions that that's going to happen. Guys, 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 guess what? I'm going to say We, we are breaking the memory. Hooray! It was, I don't think it'd be this. You turned to a Velociraptor. Yeah. Are you still a Velociraptor? Yeah. Oh. Ah. Uh, okay. I have the Velociraptor now. I assume that Zef, because Zef can telepathy, I assume he just talks yeah, in Okay, I dab him up, and, I dab him up in like Velociraptor. Man, campaign three, Drew really did break the game. Mm-hmm. He's chilling. Oh, can't be a creature that flies. Cool. I'll use my pearlescent wings. There's a yeah. thing that you can do with this combo that I think we're gonna have to decide that I can't do because it's so. So, so, you told, so you told us I don't uh, think you would Hey Michelle did So Kenneth told us That you heard The <laughs> goblins saying That they're gonna that, You didn't okay. do that Cool uh, times you've tried So the dragon's the not coming right And it had been cheating Probably Like I think him as, saying You break the game for real Is refreshing As you guys are Kind of uh, Taking this moment To take a breath And realize kind of The interaction you had um, There is a moment Where uh, Everything Uh there's a moment where a sound breaks out. Uh, you don't need a high perception to feel it. And it feels like the air around you crackles for a oh moment. Boy. And this deep... <laughs> around the world. Uh, in, in the world around you. Um, you can see the... Uh, the castle itself... Uh, almost with a strange, like... Wiping of your vision. Goes from being uh, the way it looks in front of you now... To changing ever so slightly to where now you can see uh, one of the towers has collapsed and there seems to be a fire emanating from one side, but there's this black smoke roiling up uh, above it. Then this dark cloud kind of gathering up in the sky where the smoke's coming from. Um, and as that happens, 
you hear this slight little cackle from the little creature on the tree as it watches you all with its bright yellow eyes. Um, as you're kind of considering what that all means, you hear the sound of panting and footfalls. Uh, as you can see, uh, slightly singed and a little uh, sooty, uh, the six adventurers come stumbling up the hill, uh, dragging behind them what appears to be a uh, older gentleman with what looks to be these, these this fine uh, cloak uh, that is now completely like burned. Part of it is just like smoking. His thin little mustache is now like smoking on at the ends very comically. <laughs> um, as they all drag themselves up and throw themselves uh, on the valley in front of you guys and just all start breathing, just very, <sighs> and a hush kind of falls. And then you hear the dwarf just. <laughs> That was fucking brilliant! And they all just start, like, slowly just start laughing, and the whole group just starts cackling and laughing uh, at something that must have uh, hilariously happened uh, in that encounter. Uh, But you can see they all kind of stand up, uh, and the dwarf goes, Well, probably should apply some salve to the poor nobleman here. He got burnt a bit too much as he uh, grabs the poor gentleman and begins to like pull him towards a tree and you can hear the poor gentleman just like <laughs> as he gets pulled away. Uh, the other uh, individual all standing up and kind of slapping each other moving towards the tree line. Uh, you can see as this happens uh, uh, the dragonborn uh, Rogar kind of rolls to his feet and kind of like reaches down uh, a hand and picks up uh, Eleanders, who is uh, face down in the uh, the grass, and kind of picks him up and he kind of drops for a second. And Come on! And he tries to pick up. He's like, "That was not nearly what I thought we were going to do when we said quietly." <laughs> uh, as the Rogar laughs and kind of pulls him over to uh, some stone that kind of sets him down, begins to uh, dust off some of the soot and ash that is just covering uh, Eliandris as he just kind of sits there wide-eyed, just kind of staring. Um, You can hear uh, the other individuals are beginning to, uh, you can see the dwarf is beginning to pull out some uh, a kit of some kind of means to apply a salve to the poor nobleman. Um, the other ones beginning to sit down, pull out uh, bags and containers, being to uh, drink and pass around canteens um, as uh, Rogar and uh, Eliandris kind of sit over here. And uh, as you guys are watching, it's at this point you can feel the world kind of fades a little bit in its vi- uh, vibrancy. Um, and you can see, like, the effects of what you guys did is clearly around. The, the corpses of the goblins are still here, although not as fresh as they were before. Um, however, y- evidence of you standing here is no longer uh, visible. Um, however, you the conversation between uh, Rogar and uh, Eleanor's continues as you hear Rogar go, It was really good. I know you're still learning the art of the magic, but you did well. Uh, that protection spell probably saved Tenstride's life. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have to if he just stuck to the plan. This is true. This is true. Uh, as they kind of sit back. Oh, so, what did you think of your first grand adventure, Eliandris? Uh, to tell you the truth, I was, uh, not nearly as prepared as the books have taught me to be, but uh, given time, I feel like we could <laughs> could do quite uh, quite the damage out here. Uh, what do you think, Roga? 
Yes. Uh, about that. I know that we were talking about uh, making this a bit of an em- enterprise, or, you know, doing this on a more formal basis. You know, with all the you know, all the things we've done here and in the lands beyond, it would be good to make this a professional trade, but... Uh, yeah, you know I, I have to go. Uh, Strathmore has asked me to step in, and I have to oblige. And you see, uh, Andres gets kind of quiet and kind of lowers his head. I see. It's a... Rogar kind of puts a hand out. It's not because I don't want to... No, I understand. You, uh... <laughs> your whole family has been uh, guildmasters for many years. It's only natural that you follow in their stead. This is not to say that we can't find more things to do as a group. Uh, uh, we're family, you know that. I do. Uh, you you all have been the family I have never known. Uh, don't, don't mind me, Rogar. I'm just, uh... I'm going to... I'm going to miss you. The group. I'm going to miss the group. Uh, I haven't had a family to call my own in many years, so... The adventures we've had together, few that they are, have been... uh, Wonderful. To me. To all of us. I'm sure. Rogar kind of nods. What will you do now? Well, you know, I'm just kind of... Well, I hear the Emerald Vale has some uh, masters of the arcane that I could potentially uh, uh, learn a thing or two under. I feel like I should pursue that. Yes, that would be good for me. For all of us. It'd be best. You see them kind of... Elion just kind of gets very quiet. Rogo, I, I don't know what I'm going to do without all of you. My life has been a world of wonder and... Nothing. You have all given me a purpose that I could have never found on my own. And you see the dragonborn kind of straightens up at this point, dusting off their robes, kind of uh, pulling at the sleeve, which is now severely burned and kind of like tearing off a piece of fabric as it kind of like comes apart from the the burns and puts a hand on uh, Eliandris' shoulder one more time and just kind of sits there for a moment in quiet and then says, Sometimes, Eliandris, we have to go it alone for a time to find what we truly seek. And who knows, my friend, perhaps fate will bring us back together one day. Zeke. His hand slowly leaves the shoulder of Eliandris, and he begins to make his way towards the rest of the group as they're setting up what looks to be a small campsite for the night. You see Eliandris kind of sits there on the stone by himself and just stares at the group. 
Uh, Lucius, you're the only one who can see it from this perspective because you're kind of facing his side. Uh, and it could be just the ashen just kind of soot covering his face, but there is a small streak of a tear as he looks fondly upon these people. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Lucius can't uh, physically interact, I assume, but Lucius tries to comfort him, like put arm around him or something or and while you can't interact with him you the intent is is there um, as you guys kind of watch the scene you begin to notice the world around you begins to dim the edges kind of slowly creeping into your vision the cracks beginning to appear again in the vision the the muddiness the milkiness beginning to appear again as you feel your body slowly begin to evaporate back into the dark gray sea. Right before that happens, I would like uh, a couple of you, if you would like to, to make a perception check for me. Can I make one? Yeah, whoever would like. You, I will I will throw it out to a few of you. Give you guys some moderation. Um, Who does what? Perception. Oh, pretty well. I don't know if I want to go for higher. Do you want to roll? Yeah, go for it. Perception. I have a dirty 20. A dirty 20? Okay. 17. 19. 19. Uh, All of you without issue. You notice the dark cloud of the smoke that's roiling above the castle uh, begins to. You swear for a moment the shape of some sort of face turns. 
and, wa- and tracks you as your bodies leave this vision. And the rumble kind of grows in the corners of your mind as your bodies pull back out into the deep gray ocean. As you kind of float there for a little bit uh, more time, you see more images float by, more cracked visions float past. Time continues to just flex and flow around you for a while. You hear another voice enter all of your minds simultaneously, uh, and it says, To break a memory, you must first fix it. And as that happens, you can see another image begins to float towards you, and you feel your essence being drawn towards it. Uh, as all of you get to this cracked image, your minds begin to focus it and draw into it closer and closer until your bodies, once again, this strange kind of misty version of yourself appears in a room. A warm room, the crackle of a fire uh, glowing next to you, yet unfelt by you. Uh, it is a simple room filled with what looks to be a, a writing desk and a small bed, uh, stone masonry, uh, walls and a ceiling, uh, a small, uh, simple rug stretched across the floor. Not uh, pauper by any means, but uh, simple. Uh, you seem to be in some sort of a large uh, castle or building of some kind, just given the, the design of this room. Um, as you look around, you begin to notice there are a couple of shelves uh, resting against the walls, filled with tomes and scrolls kind of haphazardly thrown in there. You can see there's one scroll drawn across one side of the wall with uh, nails stuck into it, into uh, pieces of wood that support uh, the stonework. You can see drawings and sketches across it, uh, creating different uh, arcane uh, ideas and thoughts. You can see tomes uh, splayed out on the bed, on the floor, on the writing table. Um, Scrolls laid out with half-written ideas and thoughts kind of strewn about there. Uh, A bit chaotic, but Definitely the room of somebody who's been working hard. And as you kind of float there for a moment, just kind of absorbing this strange kind of fuzzy memory, you hear the sound of the door open, the metal lock clanging, uh, and you see an individual storm into uh, the room. And at this point, you hear the crash and rumble of uh, a storm outside as rain is now beginning to patter uh, out. And you can see uh, a window uh, behind this person as they open the door, leaving it open into another room. It looks to be a little bit of a large room with more shelves and more books. Um, a window lead, stretches out into a dark uh, jungle that stretches out uh, below this building with rain cascading down, the hard rain that just probably goes on for a while. As this individual storms into the room, you can see them wearing simple uh, gray and white uh, robes of um, looks to be a scholar or uh, an accolade of some kind, or an acolyte of some kind. Um, a little bit older, uh, features finer, ears a little pointier, hair still tied up in that messy kind of bun on the top of their head. Uh, Eliandris, as they storm into the room and kind of fling a tome onto the writing table, kind of sending uh, paper scattering, they slam uh, his hands onto the table and just kind of breathe for a second. It's all right. It's all right. They'll see. They'll come around. 
give them time. As you hear uh, on the door, you see them spin around and enter. You can see opening the door, uh, another individual, much older, more hunched humanoid, uh, a small white cap set on their balding head, uh, their uh, jowls kind of dangling a little bit as they hold up an old oily lantern, uh, kind of like steps into the room and looks up. Very much older gentleman, but uh, wearing the same kind of white and uh, gray robes, uh, but these robes have a long kind of like chain that is attached to them with a, a amulet kind of hanging from it. Uh, you see Eleander's kind of nods. Uh, Grand Maester, what can I do for you? And you see the, the old guy, the old wizard kind of walks in and sets the lamp down and sets down on a uh, uh, stool next to the writing table. That was quite the entertainment tonight. <laughs> I have never seen the council too riled up at the thoughts of the young student. Eleanor just kind of nods their head sheepishly. I'm sorry, Grandmaster. I, I did not. Uh, I did not mean to offend the council. In my... It's all right. It's all right. They are. They are skilled and learned in what they know, but strangely ignorant to the things they do not know. At this point, Eliana just kind of steps forward and kind of gets a little bit lower to kind of make eye contact with uh, the Grandmaster. So you believe me? You believe that this this uh, this ritual could could do uh, what I what I think it should. I mean, yes, we'd have to test it. We'd have to we'd have to create some sort of and is immediately cut off by a slight hand raise of the Grandmaster. Hey, Anders, tell me, what do you think separates an old wizard from a young wizard? I, I, I don't know, uh, Grand Master. I, I would assume skill, uh, uh, power, uh, experience. Uh, hand comes up again. Caution. A wizard only reaches an old age when caution is the first of their virtues. Anyone can create magic fabricated to their will but it's the young and reckless who enact on these without caution and their stories end abruptly it is the cautious ones who live long enough to see their work fulfilled I know your your concepts of time stretch much farther than those of my race. But you must understand, young Ferai, caution will keep you alive. It is ambition, untempered by time, that will bring about anyone's ruin. And you see Eliana's kind of bows their head. Yes, God may stand. Sorry for being over-eager. Don't, don't be apologetic, young lad. I wish more wizards of our time as they slowly get up from the chair and kind of grunt as they do. 
I wish more wizards of our time had the same ambition and tenacity as you. I feel with ten more people like you, this world could be a much better place. Get some rest. <clears throat> Take some time. Perhaps we can talk more of this later. Thank you, uh, Grandmaster. I would much appreciate that. You see, the old man nods. Good night. Fair eye. He turns and slowly kind of hobbles out of the room. Closing the door, locking it. It shuts behind him with a clang. You see, Eliandris kind of looks at the papers, looks at the tome. You see them, you see he sits down on the bed and begins to like slowly just kind of like relax and kind of seems to take in what he was saying. Before sitting down, he pulls a scroll off of the bed and kind of rolls it up and sets it on the table, grabs a tome and goes to close it and then stops, stares at it for a moment. Slams it shut, sets it down. Gets up and begins to arrange some of the papers on his table. Uh, And as he does, you notice a small scrap of paper set into uh, a metal frame. And you watch as he grabs it and picks it up and begins to look at it. And you can see it's an arcane imprint uh, drawn very realistically, uh, almost have done by uh, a master artist, but uh, done with magic, a very simple spell. But you can see drawn across it is a picture of what looks to be about uh, six or seven individuals all kind of gathered around a table uh, holding mugs or bowls of food and kind of uh, looking in the direction of the picture uh, with these like half uh, these half smiles and like kind of like uh, some of them a little inebriated and as he stares at it from what you can see the images begin to slowly move as if caught in a small time capsule you can see it looks to be uh, an interaction at a tavern the six of the adventurers that you saw in the vision before uh, laughing at a joke that the tabaxi is telling and the dwarf seems very put out by whatever joke is being told, but everyone's having a great time. You can see uh, ale is being served, food is being served. Uh, you can swear you almost hear the faint sound of the music playing behind it. But it plays for a few seconds and then stops and then resets to its original thing, and after a few more seconds, replays that same few seconds of imagery. And You can see Eleandris just kind of looks at it for a while and then sets it down. You see, he looks out the window at the rain. I don't know if you can hear me. I have not heard anything from the mainland since... since the incident. I've heard stories. Terrible uh, calamities, uh, the hand of the gods on our world. I don't care about any of that. I just hope you're safe. And I promise you, once I solve this, I'm coming to find you. You see, he looks at the image one more time before setting himself 
scooping up a book and a couple of scrolls, turning and walking out the door, closing it with a determined clank. Can I... Can I follow them? Uh, you feel unable to really move from this. You feel like your vision is still kind of set in here. Uh, this one feels less uh, corporeal bef- as it did before. Uh, like you can't really insert yourself into the world right now. But you can still see and perceive everything around you. Um, but this is where you stay for the time being. Uh, can we look at the um, Can we look at the desk? Sure, absolutely. Um, looking at the desk, you can see there is uh, many tomes and scrolls kind of scattered about it. There is the, excuse me, behind it, there is the long kind of uh, strip of paper that is tacked to the wall with the drawings and sketches across it. Um, go ahead and make a arcana check as you kind of look over this whole area. I'm not good at that. You got this, Preston. Guide yourself. Can I guide myself? Yes, you may. That oh, is something sweet. you can do. There you Plus go. zero to this roll, so it's going to be raw, cool power. I, I believe and it's going to be so impressive when it's a natural 20. Yeah. It's like... Natural 18? <laughs> Real close. Holy shit. 22. 23. 23? Nice. Mm-hmm. With a 23, you can see there appears to be a drawing of some sort of design, uh, some sort of device that is being built and the very beginnings of a ritual spell that wants to do something with this device to channel something uh, for one reason or another. It's hard to tell. Again, this is all just kind of preliminary designs and sketches. And even with the 23, you can tell that this is this is the beginning idea of a concept. Uh, and you don't really know exactly what path they're trying to take. You understand what... You understand what you're looking at, and it makes some sense, but you feel as though there's a lot of incomplete information uh, on this paper, as if there's a lot of gaps missing in order to make this make sense, if that if that is understandable. Hey, um, Cliff, can you come over here and use your beautiful brain of yours? I mean, at any moment, I probably could. Do you need me to use my intelligence to try and suss something? Yeah, see if you can fill in the blanks here. Okay, yep. Let's see. I guide him. Mm-hmm. Could say it was still rolling when you said that. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's why I said it. 14. It just straight intelligence or something else. This is our kind of check. Oh, 21. 21. Yeah. Uh, with uh, looking over it as well, you can see it appears to be that he's trying to create a spell and simultaneously build an object, uh, something that seems to be. Uh, and the sketch looks very simple. It looks to be a large. Uh, metal sphere that they want to design in this drawing with what looks to be about uh, three concentric rings around it uh, of varying materials and uh, one of only one of them makes sense. It's, it says uh, refined deep iron uh, with a question mark. The other two are just question marks as if they don't know what uh, materials to use. Uh, there appear to be two stalks that protrude from either side of the sphere with smaller orbs and concentric rings around them. Again, three rings on each one with the same kind of uh, abbreviated handwriting on it to uh, indicate uh, unknowns on two of them and refined deep iron on uh, the middle one. Um, the spell that they're trying to do seems to be some sort of a cross between a transmutation and an evocation with a little bit of a conjuration idea behind it. Um, 
but still in the very early stages of whatever it's trying to be. And again, a lot of incomplete information here, and you're not really sure what the goal is, not with just what you see on the paper here. It seems a little, uh, little wonky, mate. Looks like he's trying to figure something out, but if I had to guess, he's probably still a ways off. So he's like, there's a lot of missing pieces here. Is there anything um, regarding potential materials like in the other extra papers on the actual desk? That will require an investigation, investigation check. check. Uh, would um, you, you can do it or you can have someone else have help someone you else do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think you could correct You, you want to try and investigate? I'm going to guide him to it. I'm going to spam it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, spam no, guidance. Uh, <laughs> um, plus three. Yeah, plus three, uh, 15. 15? Uh, you're not finding a whole lot. A, a bit of stuff here and there, but you feel like you, a lot of this is unknown to you, and you're not really sure what you're looking for. Uh, and it feels like you didn't uh, feels like you didn't roll high enough to <laughs> really... Uh, yeah, it feels like I'm... All right, just, Glyph, Glyph, beautiful mind again. Come over okay, here. Yeah. I feel like I'm just being used for my brain, but it's actually refreshing. Uh, oh. No, way worse than her. Can I give you my inspiration from two weeks ago? No. Damn it. That's yours. I use it. <laughs> nah, I rolled bad. <laughs> Second time. No, now the precedent is let's look, I take back look. the thing I wasn't allowed to do. Uh, let me... Alright, let's just... Let's look around the room then, real quick. Uh, is there any, like, interesting books that I can, like, glean from the bookcase? Um... Sure. Uh, you find uh, a couple of different ones, uh, two in particular. One of them seems to be a book on the magical properties of uh, natural materials. Okay, that's And that's uh, the other one seems to be a, a simple book on uh, the, the basics and concepts of uh, conjuration. Different magic. Perfect. The conjuration magic. Great. We need, we got, I think, I assume that we have a transmutation covered. With deep iron, or something like that, so maybe uh, we can we can tackle the evocation and conjuration aspects of uh, that spell. This is way out of my depth, but I don't know. Can can I? Uh, can we at least? I have a question. What's up? We know his calculations are wrong, right? So why don't we just change something random and hope that it fixes everything? That's quite a large shot in the dark. I mean, You're right. they're they're no, incomplete. That doesn't mean they're wrong. Enough. Yeah, he has all the pieces. He doesn't have all the pieces yet, but he he has a good structure. Can you give him guidance? I was gonna do that, Can but then he left the room. I'm not sure he's gonna come back with his weird timey wimey shit stuff. Oh, but yeah, can I, can I pull out those books? Yeah, you have the. You can. Yeah, you can. Okay, cool. I'm gonna pull out those books and I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna give them to give someone else like the. Got it. Someone else something, and I'm gonna go skim through the book on my own. Uh, I'll give you the the basics. Was it basic conservation and uh, powerful materials? Uh, right? uh, natural materials and their magical properties, and the basic uh, just a book which on one, conservation. Yep, conservation. I'll take the conservation one. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm just gonna start looking for doggies. Uh, make a investigation check as you're looking through that. Natural 20. Woo! Plus four, 24. <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> Alright, Kate for some. <laughs> oh no, Matt, you're developing lockjaw. <laughs> um, 
So you rolled a natural 20, and are you uh, looking through yours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 Just go ahead and Investigation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14. 14 total? I didn't guide myself. 14. Do you want to guide yourself? 16. 16. Well, not bad. Um, looking through both of these books, you can begin to gain a little bit of information. Uh, not much to go off of. You can yeah. kind of tell the conjuration that he's trying to implement seems to be something along the lines of mm, I want to give it to you, but 16 is not it's just, it's just not. He read, quite he read the conjuration there. one. I read. The, oh, you read the materials. I read one. the materials one. He took oh, the yeah, you, one. yeah, you, you just kind of understand that like some materials are more magically uh, potent than others, and that you know using different ones in different combinations can create uh, different effects, and that there's just a lot of just like knowledge, like a lot of unknowns when it comes to materials at this point. Um, you read it with a nat twenty on conjuration. You understand something that not even. Eliandris has postulated yet. Based on the essence of conjuration and a vague idea of what he's trying to do based on kind of his notes in the margins of this book, it seems as though he's trying to call up something, like he's trying to create something and pull it into this world. The devil. Uh, but what you begin to understand far beyond that is that instead of pulling something out of one place and into this one, what you could very easily do is just open the way for it to come by itself instead of pulling the thing, like, almost like pulling something through water. There's a lot of drag and a lot of force behind it, whereas you could just open a door, open the water. Instead of trying to pull something through the bottom crack of a door, you could just open the door. A very, yeah, instead of having to use all that force to pull it through, Open the way for it to come itself. Yeah, you let it rush um, in. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so basically, with, with that knowledge, you kind of begin to see that there's a couple of changes that could be made to his sketching uh, to help simplify and kind of refine what he's done there. Oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that, and I'll try to match his handwriting as best okay. as I can. So you begin to kind of fiddle with that and do that. Yeah, easily enough. Um. So now there's a middle one. We got conjuration covered. Evocation. Powerful, powerful, powerful materials. I mean, like, I know... I know this is weird. But, like, uh... I don't know. Uh, you know, there's, like, the ruby thing about me, you know? like So maybe, like... Maybe... I don't know. Maybe you're the material? I know I'm the material. I was even... I don't even know my great-great-grandparents existed yet. That's true. Feral, I don't know if he could have been, like, a thousand years old. Um... I have. I mean, one you could conjecture and all that. Oh, uh, one could conjecture? One could conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> Explain this a little oh, bit yes. more to me. So there, <laughs> there is uh, arcane <laughs> formula, basically, that is present. Like, oh, and we are tweaking it to make sure it works, basically. So far, he figured out the breakthrough for the conjuration aspect of it. And they understand the deep uh, iron material components. And Kenneth believes you have to conjecture your VHS tape before you return it to Blockbuster. Did you say deep iron? Yeah. You know another another name for that is black steel. Yeah. 
What? what? Come on, mate. You're watching your brain work. It's a beautiful thing. Dude, I have 11 intelligence. I'm not... I'm not smart. Cocked. That's why I have friends here. That's why I surround myself with intelligent people. I mean, you could just... I think... You don't have to limit yourself to an 11 intelligence. I think Zeph should get a chance to, like, just listening deeply to his friends use yeah. his insight to I, try to fill in the pieces. I am welcoming any yeah, and all group efforts here. We are... Uh, 19? 19. Like, I'm listening to you... You understand that... Yes, there is uh, there is a drawing in there about refining deep iron, which connects to you reading that deep iron is a catalyst for magic. But there's also the thing about Fulgrin and the dwarves, who are the designers and creators of the refined version of deep iron known as black steel, which you haven't interacted much with in your life, but you all have learned in... Very various avenues of life, especially the Draconians. Black steel is a highly sought-after material, also extremely magical. What he's trying to say is that black iron can be turned into deep steel. You switched it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I <laughs> understand the concept, not the words. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I totally get you. Maybe use the good stuff, not the bad stuff. All right, I, cool. So we so we also the it includes the refined version of deep iron, which is black steel. Right? Do you know yep. roughly how that comes about? Like the refinement process? Maybe we could leave them a little. Yeah. Hint. Do you know? Do you know, <sighs> you can drop your dwarven secrets like that? Wow. Roll, roll to see what I know. Uh, I will I say. Like really give me a second. I want to look at. Both. <laughs> it's just like a dwarf thing. Like on your thirteenth birthday, you just like. Oh, I know about black steel. Yeah, that's what. That's what no, I feel like I wrote this down somewhere. Um, just to update Matt, Matt's previous uh, Nat one frenzy was a seven. Oh, it's really hard to read. The bag, <laughs> it has it has a fleck. The seven is printed on a fleck of gold leaf, and for it makes it impossible. Just the way that it's patterned, it looks like a one. May I see it? Yeah. I'm just curious. He, and all this time he's wondering how he had two net ones on the die. Actually, uh, this one was a one. Fulgrim, let me ask you this because I don't see it in my notes anywhere, and I feel like oh this gosh. is something that you. I feel like your character needs to have a firm grasp on. Is the concept of black steel kept secret from the dwarves, or do all dwarves understand how to make it? The way I always felt it was... It was passed down to certain dwarves. Not all. Not it wasn't common knowledge to all dwarves. Okay, because I know there's so there's one place that makes it. There's only one place. That it, so the rune, the runesmith forge is the only place that creates black steel because it has the proper place to do it. But if you, and I feel like, um, I don't know, like you'd have to be some sort of master smith 
essentially. There to were be the able there were the four Mastersmiths. That's that is true. That is true. So if that is the case, uh, based on my notes Matt. here, he's like this. Actually, this is no. about story. Yeah. No. Uh, so I would say if that is the case, mm-hmm. if you believe that it is passed down, then you would be because the fourth Master Smith who made the hammer was Thulgrin Hammerlord. So that would be your many, many greats uh, ancestor. So mm-hmm. yes, I would say given that understanding and based on you agreeing that it is passed down to certain lines of dwarves, that your your line is one that knows how to refine deep iron into black steel. So. Well, and I will say, friend, if it's a, if it's a matter of keeping it a secret, maybe we could just hand over the, the names of those who know how to make it, and maybe he can do the rest. Tell him where to find it. Yeah. That's, yeah. If you don't want to give up the secret. Mm. Or not. I'm really not sure why we're help, helping him fix his spell. I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly... Well, if you because helping him fix his spell helps me helps helps me help him. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take your word for it. I don't care, right? I mean, that's what I'm in, in two about now. the outcome. It's up to you. I don't want to pressure you or anything. But I know that I'm not sure because the thing is, it's a very sought after thing. Yeah, and I don't really share a ton. It, it's it's kept very close. To the armor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Could I so that not it not just everybody can get their hands on it? They might be able to get themselves onto uh, to well, deep iron, but not necessarily change it into black steel. The thing is, right, is that from what I'm gathering from the situation is that Eliandres is trying is on the on the brink of something big, something very important, or something that they believe can help with the incident, which I am assuming is the God Scar. So, if this is some weird timey-wimey thing, or just learning something, I th- I believe that you doing this can go a long way. And... Also, in a weird way, the problem will take care of itself because the guy that you would be helping giving a secret will be immediately dead afterwards. If that helps you. I understand it's a big thing to ask, but I I, I don't know what else to do. This isn't something that we're we're altering any sort of time. I don't think so. It's, we just have he to said fix. it's a memory. It's a memory. I don't think it's that, but understand. Uh, we're also uh, all this process has been kind of brought to us by three witches. That, if I'm being honest, <laughs> I don't exactly trust very well. We're so in- I don't necessarily. Why it might seem like we're that's valid. in a bit of a memory. Are we 100% sure that's what this is? I mean, to be honest with you, I've never done any of this before. I, well, I haven't do, either. They have done dealings, at least with one of the dwarves in the forge, so maybe we could just say this city, 
this forge black steel that's it i mean that would get big giveaway no real secrets as to a recipe the witches already know where and what they've dealt with the dwarves before evidently maybe we could just give him a hint as to uh what will be the right path to go on and let him take care of the rest here's a question mm-hmm. the dwarf in all this mm-hmm. uh that's you was he yeah. a well-known dwarf that might i guess my thing is is would i potentially know much about his character which dwarf are you referring to uh, the one in this memory. Thorgrin uh, uh, Thorgrin no. uh, the, dwar- uh, the dwarf that was in the party that he was with? Yes. Um, make a history check for me. That was a good spin. Very nice. Wow. Sounded like, I was like, what is that sound? And then it clattered. Yeah, it was very good. D20. That was a good one. It was a four. It wasn't good. Eight? It was beautiful. That's because it wasn't in the You don't remember his name, but given that, I'll throw you a bone here, given that Preston, given that Lucius, sorry, mm-hmm. breaking the game here, mm-hmm. given that Lucius indicated that this could potentially be, this calamity they were saying could potentially be, what is the God Scar? You would assume this character could have been one of the, uh, what's known as the, um, the Brave 100, which was, uh, in your time, in your lifetime, uh, a memorial to about a hundred named dwarves who were never recovered after the calamity known as the Godscar uh, occurred a thousand years ago. So, no help whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're old eight, dude. Sorry. It doesn't, I can't really. I will Did say this. Any, like, I, I will say this. It is up to Thulgren whether or not he wants to share that secret. It does not, out, out of game, it does not destroy my story if you pick one way or another. I don't want you to be like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. There is no wrong choice. What does your character want to do? It's a role-playing role playing world we're in right now. So. What? It's not for you. Yeah. We're inside the game. <laughs> All right. That's a different uh, story arc. If he died, he died. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. This isn't real life. And I'll do it just because, from what I've seen, at least in these memories, it seems like that dwarf was honourable and trusted this lad. So I think I'm gonna trust in it too and try to help. All right. So, Thilgren provides the concepts and instructions for the refining of deep iron. Um, I need Constitution I need Yeah, I need one more uh, Arcana roll from whoever chooses to do so. Okay. Uh, I will I will provide you with ah. advantage on the roll because this is now a group of people trying to create a final thing. 
I just need to play a bard at this uh, point. 22. 22. You finish writing on the schematic, and as you do so, uh, finish his idea with a much more refined design. Whereas he was using uh, a variety of materials, uh, you narrow it down to three basic materials. Uh, jade on one ring, black uh, black steel on the central ring, and the final ring, uh, gold. Uh, on all of the concentric rings on this orb, you refine the spell to not cause... Uh, too much pull on the caster as they try to conjure something into this reality, but more opening the gateway for this. You refine the idea to create a catalyst for something to come into this world that is easily contained uh, and able to uh, manipulate once it's in this world, whereas pulling something out of this world and just kind of having it appear is quite chaotic. With all that being said, you create a much more safe and defined variation of what Eleandros was trying to do. And as that happens, uh, without need for a perception check, uh, as you kind of step back and look at this, you see the paper has got all the writing on it. You hear... Oh, no. As the world cracks again. Uh, And at this point, you can see outside... Uh, The thunder clouds are rumbling and rolling. The, The sky is still dark with the downpour of rain, but up in the clouds, much more defined, you can see the face that saw you as you left the first memory. Um, as you guys look out, you can see that it is now beginning to slowly like leer towards your direction. Uh, the eyes kind of flashing, the thunder kind of electrocuting across its features as it rolls forward. Does anyone remember the scary smoke creature from James and the Giant Peach? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, that's what you see. Rhino. That it, yeah, without without a rhino yeah. face, but that yeah. vibe of a of a strange kind of monstrous creature. As it rolls, you hear the sound of a little cackle, and you all can see that there is the picture on the table, uh, still black and white with the with the parch- black ink on on you know yellowish parchment. But you can see one of the t- uh, patrons in the tavern behind the group has bright yellow eyes as it looks at you through the picture, and you can hear the voice. Very good. However, in the mind of an individual, sometimes our actions don't go unnoticed. As you can see, the face in the sky begins to leer closer and closer. Um, still always off, but definitely like looking like it's trying to move toward you slowly. Yeah. As that happens, the door opens up, and you can see Eliandros kind of steps in and sets the books down and kind of rubs the sleep out of their eyes and sets down uh, on his bed and looks up at the drawing again and slowly kind of tilts his head to one side before jumping up out of the bed and, like, rushing over and, like, looking at it frantically before realizing (laughs) and a a tired smile spreads across his face. And as the vision begins to fade, you could hear him go, it could work. As the vision muddies and fades away and you find yourself once again floating in the dark gray sea. But this time... There's a strange feeling that you're not the only thing out here. And that is where we'll leave ourselves tonight. Picking up next time 
as we continue in this strange mind world with now the realization that you may have alerted something in here to your presence. Great. <laughs> Someone triggered the subconscious. Ooh. All right. Well, good job tonight, guys. Well done. I am yep. excited to see where we can go after this. I'm, uh, I'm sure you are, Calvin. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just dreading the aftermath. Oh, if you die in the shadow world, you die for real. No, no, that was, just, uh, that was just uh, that was just mitts wait. in the other I game. Can't We're not going to see how all oh, this affects things. Oh, it's going to be great. Exclusively, uh, but we'll we'll wait and see yeah, uh, what exactly. happens. <laughs> well, uh, but until next time, thank you guys so much for playing. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time on the Godstar Chronicles. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wild Magic School Bus. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to it as we did making it for you guys. You can catch new episodes every Monday on whatever podcast platform you guys use. And while you're there, leave us a review if you could. Uh, It actually helps us out a lot. We've also got socials that you can follow us on, too. You can go to Twitter and Instagram at at WildMagicPod or on Reddit at r slash WildMagicSchoolBus. Either way, stop by and say hey. We're always happy to meet new friends and looking forward to hearing from you guys. about to record the yeah, podcast. Not- Calvin's trying to figure out his cold open sentence. We're not I'm not. I'm letting you guys talk. Much to work on, though. He's got to get us out of the system, man. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? No. Uh, no. Yeah, he's, Calvin's a good person. He's not going to say that. It's my older sister. What's up, girl? <laughs> what's What's her suggestion? You're older than me. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's I the, said it's my older okay. sister, not my old sister. How old are you? Are you let's getting, let's talk about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Now they want to know how old I am. Too. You're <laughs> thirty-two. That's like rude. That's thirty-two, ripping. <laughs> You're too much, dude. Yeah, yeah, thirty-two much. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha! I spent, I spent three years go. being twenty-nine. I like that. I don't know who that is, but I like. Oh my gosh, my sister should be a guest on D&D one I'd, week. I'd be down for I it. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I would do it. Just go on your Damn. just go on your Game of Thrones monologue in the middle of the show. Oh, but have you watched the new episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, still an episode behind. I heard people couldn't watch it because it was like lit by candlelight. I have light. no one to talk about this yeah. with. You're an episode behind, Jake's an episode behind, I'm an island. <laughs> well, my friend Matt said that people couldn't see it very well because the lighting was so poor. Oh, which but part? It sounds oh, like he just oh, read that oh, somewhere, though. Yeah, it didn't I sound like he it. really knew sure, what was up. Sure. I saw a lot of people complaining about it. The part it. where they're walking on the beach because that was... Whoa, that spoilers! Was oh, there's a... Break spoilers! Beach and Westeros? Hang up on her. She's what spoiling. The hell? <laughs> We, you knew that. Oh, we it's going to be their pronouns for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe Darmar wouldn't do that. That's right.
her pronouns are they them. So, boom, bitches. Never mind. Heather can cut a promo. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially like I will verbally assault someone, but I can't do any physical shit, so don't ask me to do that. I think you could with your nails, but dude, don't you agree? I really can't because of my nails. Yeah. Well, so we were all talking, and we thought that Daenerys's character arc in the final season was actually spot on. How she sucked. <laughs> I agree with that. I, right. just, I just watched uh, all of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Michelle just went on her Game of Thrones How journey. Oh, and she, I really wish that I could watch House of the Dragon with absolutely like no knowledge of Game of Thrones. Like, if that was my superpower, I would wipe Game of Thrones from my brain and watch House of Dragons like with no, no, like you know prior knowledge. Yeah, I mean like. It's kind. It just kind of fucking sucks. Like when you know, like when you watch a prequel and you know that the actual thing that like it like proceeds mm-hmm. ends terribly. Yeah. What is going on, people? What's up? <clears throat> What's with the phones? Sorry, call your wife. Oh, what do you want? Sorry, I yes. called my brother because I love him so much. It's Tuesday. Oh, okay. All right, dude. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Your friends would really like me, so just remember that you're always Heather Rice's little brother, and I love you much. <laughs> 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 Boom! <laughs> Was it a little yeah, too much? Or, yes. <laughs> I love you much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.